So I think for many of us, we use social media to connect. Sometimes we zone out. Sometimes we use it for entertainment, great laughs, good ideas, maybe to promote and build our businesses, share our views. And then there are times where certain people pop up on your feed, certain families like Ohana Dukes. And this powerful wahine like Shauna may pop up on your feed and change your life and your perspective. Welcome to Beyond the Reef podcast with me, Uilani Tevanga. Are you an ambitious, goal-getting woman yet often feel depleted, sometimes even numb? Are you chasing success yet deeply desiring significance? Do you feel you're walking a tightrope of too much or not enough? From a young age, success meant safety, so I always achieved, but it wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it would be, and I couldn't stop running. I feared one day if I stopped, it would all fall apart. Spoiler, it all fell apart anyway. In my darkest space, I went inward. I found the truth, my truth. I got to meet myself for the first time, to let go of shame and Feel so I could help others in a deeper way. Imagine if you were able to unlock abundance from within, that it was no longer dependent on just what you do, but how you amplify who you already are through magnetic embodiment, emotional mastery, tapping into your intuition, and reclamation of pleasure. Oh yeah, we're going there. You're about to go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. It's time to awaken the mana within so we can go beyond the reef. Sometimes through your little device, you meet and connect with some of the most incredible people on the planet. Today, I have the ultimate mm. pleasure of interviewing Shauna Dukes, who is a best-selling author, author of Even If, <laughs> A Holistic Approach to Living a Joy-Filled Life with Loss. She is a nutritional therapy practitioner, a life coach, and founder of ShaunaDukes.com. Married to Joshua Dukes and proud mama to all her four keiki, Indiana, Mac, Jedi, I love that name so much, it's so bad, <laughs> and Trucker, who is now in heaven. She is blessed to call Maui home, and she enjoys surfing, the beach, running all things holistic, and spending time with her family, enjoying every single day that the, of the gift that it is. So welcome, my sis. Welcome, mm. Shauna. I'm Thank so you. grateful. You were like, I don't know if I can do this without crying. I'm already welling up with tears. <laughs> Thank you. That was I, so beautiful. Oh, I'm so grateful that you're here. And mm. I was sharing with Shauna before we got on this episode that I was kind of skimming through the book once more and pulling out really powerful and potent words that have actually Mm. helped people today as we're meeting we're kind of going through some things so I said you know this is so aligned that we're we're speaking today um so first and foremost can you just introduce yourself I know I kind of briefly went over the main things but whatever's on your heart like let's just get to know you a little more wow gosh yes so I'm so honored to be here I love your message and just your energy and I love all your reels and how much just energy you put out there to serve other people it's super beautiful to watch so first and foremost I feel really honored to be here thank you for inviting me I um 
what do you, what, uh, what do I say about myself? I mean, the intro kind of explained my family dynamic. Um, unfortunately, you know, we lost our baby to cancer several years ago and I, I'm just really in this zone and this stage of life, just aging and actually really, really love aging. Um, people think I'm crazy, but I, I'm like, I actually feel more beautiful now in my forties than I did in my twenties. It's this confidence, right? Like mm. you've been, I've been through some shit, like life yeah. happens to all of us. Mm. Right. But it's this, I'm stepping into now this zone of life happens really for you, not to you. And there's a lot that that will happen in your life that you can't control. But I believe with all my heart that a hundred percent, you can control how you choose to move forward. You can control the way that you view things that have happened in your life. And yeah, so I'm just kind of walking into this like new stage of my life. I'm happily married. I love my husband. He's a firefighter on Maui. Um, my kids are some of the coolest humans I've ever met. I feel so proud to be all of their mom, including trucker boy. I mean, he was only with us for a brief time, but, you know, he's still very much part of our family and our life. And, you know, I'm, it's kind of a really cool stage of life. I love aging. Super weird. <laughs> I love it. And you do it so beautifully and oh, out loud, you. you know, and out loud. And I love that. I was thinking about you. I was taking a walk this morning in kind of preparation for what I wanted to share. And I'm like, you know, if I was to think back, I actually saw you come online through a, a mutual friend with Mei Lee. And we were kind of working together here and there, supporting each other in the growth of our like beauty businesses and whatnot. And then I would see her mommy and me play dates. I'm like, oh, how beautiful is this little blue-eyed baby and his blue-eyed mommy? Like so cute. And then yeah. as things started to take a turn and I saw her posting about, please pray for Trucker. And I remember seeing how your family let us in. Hmm. So can we just talk about that for a second? Because there are so many people, I mean, that listen on Maui, but beyond that, will you share your story about Trucker? Yeah. Um, I, I guess just where I start with that is that sharing your story and being vulnerable, it isn't for everybody. Some people are very private. And I was having this conversation recently, just like, why did, why did, why did everyone fall in love with Trucker? Well, I believe part of the reason they fell in love with Trucker, yes, he had a big personality and he was a special little human. And I believe that's what God had for him, but also because we felt called to share from the beginning. Right. So, you know, a little bit of my story with Trucker is he was my baby of four, I'm not a rush to the mom, rush to the doctor kind of mom. I never have been. Um, we had three kids really close together. So life was really busy. So my older ones, <laughs> my husband, I remember I had a three-year-old, a one-year-old and a baby. Hala, I was in that stage too. So yeah, two years you know. apart. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like, I don't even remember a, a ton. <laughs> Oh yeah, me too. It's a whole, it's a whole entire blur. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was two trips to the car to literally go anywhere just yeah. for all the paraphernalia and kids to load them in. And I remember my husband being like, all right, let's try for number four. And I'm like, are you crazy? Do you, you go to work and do you know how crazy things are? Anyway, so I was like, that was my rule. I said, when all of the kids can buckle themselves, get into the car by themselves, then we can talk, then we can think about number four. And so all that to say, a trucker was four years behind Jedi. 
Um, and so, yeah, it just wasn't my first rodeo. And he was, you know, he, he started just, I thought he was teething. He was cutting molars. He just, he wasn't feeling good. And, and it, he would get a fever and I would give him Tylenol and it would go away and, and then it would happen again. And it wasn't until he started getting really lethargic. I mean, he couldn't mm-hmm. talk yet. You know, he was a baby mm-hmm. and he would just follow me around the house and just lay there and just look at me and, I dropped my big kids off at school one day and I stopped by my mom's in Kihei and my mom, or I think it was only Indiana going to school at the time, but my mom was like, I just started touching his stomach and she felt something hard. And I was like, oh, that's not good. I thought it was his ribs at first, but his mm-hmm. ribs were like two inches above the spot. And so we went to the doctor that day and, and gosh, it's like bringing up all these emotions, just thinking about it. My life will never be the same. I kept thinking you know, like, oh, it's probably just some sort of weird stomach infection and we'll have, get an antibiotic and get sent home. And, and um, you know, he, he had a little bit of a black eye at the time. And the doctor was like, how did he get that black eye? And I remember like, it was strange to me because if for a toddler to have a black eye, that's a big bump. Like I would have known. And I was like, you know, it's so weird. I don't remember him getting it like nothing happened he just had it and to her and now I know that that's a sign of neuroblastoma is that these kids get a big black eye and so it just went from they're like we need to do more tests we went to you know the we were in Kihei at the time and they sent us to up to Wailuku for more labs that they wouldn't let us leave the hospital and we didn't even go home from there it was like he needs a blood transfusion in order to fly to Oahu you need to go to Oahu tomorrow and meet with the oncologist the pediatric oncologist I didn't even know what an oncologist was like I was that I guess I didn't have I'd never been a caretaker for anyone before I just didn't know my husband was like baby that's a cancer doctor I was like what Mm. it was just you know my my whole world spiraled out of control. So I went from being this content stay at home mom with four littles to living in the cancer ward in the pediatric cancer in the oncology department. And so I guess from the very beginning, my husband and I just felt compelled to share like this happens every day. There's so many kids that get cancer and this is our lives will never be the same. So I think that's, you know, a part of the reason. Um, Yeah. But Trucker owned it too. I mean, if you (laughs) followed our story at all, I think maybe, and maybe because we were public from the time he was so little, but, and he didn't understand why, but he in every way knew that he was a big deal everywhere we went. He was hilarious. Like, I love it. Yeah. He walked in and he owned a place, you know, and he had so much VIP treatment because he just was so lovable loved yeah mm-hmm. well thank you lovable. for bringing us a part of your journey that your life altering journey I know that all of us who have seen your family we all became a part of your prayer team mm. you know whatever faith that was and and for me like that really showed the beauty of a community and I think that right now in the world like I say this so often is that separation feels like one of the greatest evils, but we forget mm-hmm. like how powerful Kaiulu and community is, you know, and how healing yes. that can be. Yes. So, you know, when we talk about life altering pain and loss, mm-hmm. and so many of us can relate to this on some level, like you talk about that in your book, that everyone's going to experience grief, 
you write this book, even if, can you share, when did you know, just like you said, I felt called to share. When mm. was the moment you're like, I'm writing a book, like this is happening. That's a good question. So I'd been feeling this little prompt to write about grief for a while. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to write about grief. I don't want to be known as a grief expert. And I actually was in the process of writing a retreat. I wanted to host these retreats where I helped women own their stories and just step into who they are and then mm. find purpose in serving other people with that. Because I think that although not everyone is going to be able to relate to losing a child, I I, I pray that no one else ever would, but that's just not unfortunately how life is. Mm -hmm. I think that every single one of us has a story to tell, but it requires us owning our stories first, right? And so I was visiting spots where I could do it and I was kind of writing this retreat in my mind, how it would go down, how I would, you know, walk people through life, their lives and own their stories. And I was on a run one day and I, and if you know me well, when I go on my runs, it's, it's like my, my true distraction free zone. Uh-huh. Because I don't have my phone. I don't have people interrupting my thoughts. And, and I, that's when I talk to God, really, it's mm -hmm. like me and him in the road. And I just breathe and talk. And I went for a run one day and I just felt like God was like, it's so awesome. You want to help women own their stories, but how about you start with you? And I was wow. like, no, wow. I was fighting and I wrestled with him for a really long time because I was like, but I don't, but my story's so hard. Well, duh, that's what I want to do is help people. And it just didn't connect in my brain yet. And I went for this long run and I felt you know, just this gentle nudge. By the time I got home, I had this whole blog post in my mind. Amazing. And I wow. walked into my house and I started writing and my family started talking to me. And I go, oh, don't talk. I got to just yeah, get this out of my brain. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote the whole blog post. I published it like six hours later, you know, I tweaked it and did it. And I just got the most incredible feedback. And I was wow. like, wow, that felt really good. And so I'm, I'm going to get goosebumps just talking about it. But okay, so that was the moment where I'm like, okay, it feels really good to help people when you can find some purpose in your pain. And so I got the most incredible feedback and just messages from people. There's so many people just hurting and mm -hmm. wanting to feel connected or just know that they're not alone in their pain. And I, and I feel that too. Right. And my grief is not as raw as it once was, but I understand how hard that is when you're just newly navigating a big loss and so I really love you know, what you said if I can pull out from from that mana'o is yeah when you were sharing about I just wanted to help people like I just knew that that felt and so often I feel like in grief it mm -hmm. makes us feel very lonely and we're like I'm the only one that's going to understand this and no one's going to be able to help me through this but you found so much purpose in realizing like the healing work transcends like when we bring others into it like you pulled Absolutely. us all in mm. that is really powerful thank you 
Yeah. So I, you know, I wrote that blog post, I got this amazing feedback and I was getting all these messages and I was like, wow, that actually feels really good. So then I was like, okay, I'm listening, you know, what do you got? And so mm. I just kind of kept praying about it. And I want to say it was like another runner. I don't know when my aha moment was exactly for this, but I wanted to name my retreats, which I still probably am going to do. It's just, you know, on my, on my yes. ginormous. It's on list. the pipeline. It's coming it's down. On, yeah. It's, it's coming, coming down. down. <laughs> so on my retreats, I wanted to call them what if like what if you just like stopped your limiting beliefs what if you just believe for your future what if you owned your future and found or owned your story and found future and your purpose and and god was like that's so great i love that but how about you write a book about grief instead and you call it even if and i was like oh that's so good (laughs) so so amazing right and it was just goosebumps, goosebumps i was like oh man you know when you just like it's the goosebump moments that for me are just a total confirmation. Like I'm stepping into exactly what I'm supposed to do. Mm, yeah. That infinite field. It's like, it's actually right here. It's right so here. What makes even if, and what if coming down, you know, <laughs> even if, what if different, like what is a different perspective than others that you've heard or have listened to talk about grief? I don't know. I don't know what makes it different. I think that I kind of have this, um, I heard this. And I'm not saying that from like what's better or whatever, but like you bringing the Shauna essence into this. Yeah. So in true Shauna essence, (laughs) a quote that I just like love and and it's a swear word. So if that's not your thing, close your oh, ears it for is. a second. I, I swear all the time. It's so good. Okay. It's so healing. <laughs> so it's, it's don't, it said, um, don't feel sorry for yourselves. Only assholes do that. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's so good because here's the deal. And that's not, I don't say that to take away, like grief is complicated and, and life is full of emotions and grief is absolutely full of emotions that you should allow yourself to feel, but you can't allow yourself to stay there. You just can't. At some point, you have to go, okay, now how do I move forward? Right? I talk about this in my book. It's not moving on. There's no moving on. And um, it's how you are going to choose to live your life now. Can you find purpose in your pain? Um, it's powerful. I have a beautiful quote that I wanted to read too, because this one had me in tears. Yeah. Um, it says, I have learned that you can have the worst thing happen to you that you could possibly ever imagine and still live a life filled with joy. Mm. This is super important for you to know. I am no different than you are in any way or set apart in the fact that we all experience trauma and mm. can be deeply wounded by it. I am simply a fellow human, a wife, a mother who has lived through unimaginable and I still enjoy life. Will you let oh, this part? Will you let the humility and the rawness of your loss breed the kind of compassion that fuels your love? And I don't know why, but that one just cracked me open. Mm. And I just started crying because it was like, yeah, that's where we really let, like you said, the light kind of come through. It's like we're kind of broken down a little bit, Mm. but then we get to be filled by this next level of love. And so I'm like, I just wanted to have people hear that. Because this is, for me, like the essence of this beautiful woman that's sitting in front Mm. of me. It's like, you're such Mm. a pillar for so many. Thank you. I think that 
you know, when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, then it it's not easy, but it creates a space for others to do the same. Like I'm normal. I feel this way. And when you have a space where others feel comfortable also being vulnerable and you're in that space, there's healing there. There's some healing there. There is, mm-hmm. there just is. And this, this beautiful thing that happens that you know that you're connected through humanity and through your rawness. And, you know, that that is really my hope and my heart in the future. And all that I do is that I want to inspire people like going through those whatever it is that your thing is, you know, hopefully it's not child loss, but there are a lot of people who have gone through child loss. Um, You can be sad and still have joy. And maybe that's what's different about even if is, Mm. is I'm not negating how hard it is to lose a child. In fact, that's, I think, I hope magnified. It is the hardest thing I can imagine ever living through. Um, But there's so much joy in my life still. And I literally can be crying one moment and then laughing one the next and then crying again the next moment and then laughing one next. It's just, it's all of the emotions that make our human experience that we will all go through. (laughs) Can I ask you about joy? It's like a simple question, Mm. but sometimes I think we look at joy as, oh, I'm going to find it out there. Like, where do you believe your joy comes from? Oh, I 100% believe that you can, you can get joy from cultivating gratitude. Mm. Okay. Every single person, I don't care what you've been through, has things that they can be grateful for. And when you can start your day and I, you know, I put together um, a couple journals as well. And one was cultivating gratitude. And just as a, you know, just as a reminder, what if you started your day, not just scrolling on social media and, you know, seeing what everybody else is up to in the morning. What if you started your day just thanking God for the gift of today? I've literally been doing that. It's a game changer. I'm like, I thank you for today. Like People just don't wake up. It's a real thing. And I think when you go through a loss, especially the loss of a child, then that fragility of life, that reality is really in your face and you appreciate every day in a different way. And I wish I could say I just always had that perspective, but life gets busy and I forget too. Mm -hmm. But I think that the joy comes when you can, you know, you can cultivate that gratitude and you can just meditate on the things that you are grateful for. And even if it's small, you know, that's what I tell people. I was asked recently, like, what do you want people to know? I'm like, just be grateful for the things that you can think of, even if it's small. Like we had a huge Mm -hmm. power outage on Maui the other day. And I realized how much I love electricity. Yes, (laughs) right. That's wealth. That's wealth. Yeah. Turning on my AC, like, gosh, grabbing ice. Yeah. And those little things, you're like, wow, I'm actually really grateful for that, even though it mm-hmm. seems really silly. Wow. And the things that you're grateful for will bring you joy. Yes. They just, they're, what's the word? Synonymous? Is that right? Am I saying that right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They're the same. <laughs> they're the same. I love it. And it's intentional. And that is good medicine. That's the mm-hmm. medicine for everything. I love it. That's it. Yep. Cultivating gratitude. So what do you find that's the most challenging? Because you're not letting 
you know, what happened, like it's a part of your story, but as you've been sharing in your book, it's not going to define everything that you do. Like mm-hmm. I see you, right. We see each other doing silly reels and I'm like, yes, yeah. yes. like, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> you're in the entrepreneur world, you're navigating like life coaching and all these things. What, mm-hmm. you know, advice do you have for people that maybe are you still navigating through hard things? but also have big goals, like also want to move in the direction of their own personal dreams. Because especially for women, right? We're like mom, wife, like caregiver, but then also like Shauna. Shauna has some, you know, big to-dos and dreams. Like how do you give love and space and time for all of that? Well, uh, if I'm totally honest, I mean, that's probably the hardest (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that is. I want to hear the honest. That's what I'm here for. Because I have so many ideas in my brain that I just want to get out and I just don't have enough hours in my day to also be the um, the wife that I want to be, that I want to show up for my husband and support him and his dreams and his goals, which are also in this moment, very entrepreneurial and brilliant. And I want to help him. And so, um, so, you know, I want to be the, the kind of wife that I want to be and then connect with my kids. And, you know, I have three teenagers in the house. We're busy. We're in the busiest season of our lives. (laughs) Yeah. And I love it. I love it so much, but I think if I'm honest, it's just, it's the balancing act that Mm. is, you know, I, I wish I had 10 more hours in every single day. And I just don't. So you have to just, you know, try to time block. And uh, also my brain is, I have a, you know, there's like type A and then there's a creative type. I have two types in my mind. Amazing. (laughs) That's good. You're like multifaceted. Yes. No, not me. That's the, my idea of people. There's type A and then there's a creative. Well, my husband's type A and I'm like the creative brain. So I just want to like, I just want to like create all the things and then have somebody else figure out how to do it for me. But Anyway, I'm just Sounds like a plan. Out. Yeah, <laughs> that's their job to me. I'm like, hold, just hold the flow. You know, you just hold the masculine in structure, and we'll just make it happen, right? <laughs> flow, and we'll create yeah. all the things. <laughs> that's so good. All right, so, so I want to ask you about entrepreneurship. So yeah. you have a team, and you mentor other women. What is your favorite part about entrepreneurship? Hmm. Well. I love that there's no limits. Mm. I love that you're a hundred percent responsible for um, how you decide to grow and how you operate your business, your time, your, your energy, your love. Right. And then you're also a hundred percent responsible for um, what your business looks like. And I think that that's super beautiful. I saw this quote recently, which I know you will 100% appreciate. It said, entrepreneurs are the only people that'll work 80 hours a week to not work 40 hours a week for someone else. Yeah, because we're like thinking about it and breathing about it. Yeah, totally. And totally. and here and here's the thing. At the end of the day, when you're doing something you love, it doesn't feel like work. So yeah. if if like your you know biggest twitch is that you have to go to the post office, like you're doing pretty good. You know, like right. let's have some perspective. <laughs> right. That you get to create on your computer in the middle of the day. Yeah. From wherever from, you from want. love. Yeah. The things that really light you up. And then with your book, I'm going to go back to that. Yep. There's another quote. Like I really wanted to read to everybody. Okay. So it's called 
on your terms from the chapter on your terms and it says mm-hmm. instead of trying to piece your life back huh at to a semblance of what it was we're talking about balance of semblance it will never be the same again fall in love with taking care of yourself fall in love with the path of deep healing this show has gone through a little bit of transformation too because mm-hmm. although I'm always going to talk about entrepreneurship it's like has been my foundation for most of my adult life <laughs> I think that it kind of have shifted into really deep healing work for me mm-hmm. business brings us right to the spots where oh you need to take a look at that this loop needs to be taken care of this healing work needs to begin mm-hmm. entrepreneurship healing work to me they go hand in hand so with deep healing work, with bringing your entrepreneurship journey together, can you again give some advice or some words of wisdom to those that have yet to bring in their own story? Because I know that was also yeah. on your heart. Like, how can we really start to use our stories and the things that we've been through to then, I don't want to say like in such a fluffy way of like build your brand but like build your message of what do you really mm-hmm. want to say because you don't start a business just for I want to be a business owner like there's there's a purpose and there's a meaning and a passion mm-hmm. behind it you know like yours is always to to serve women the self-care part I definitely want to talk about but can you yeah. bring in that perspective of like how can we bring in our stories to what we do well actually did you do a podcast on this recently I'm listening to so many podcasts these days, these days, and I really loved it. I loved, I know it was you, you were saying that everything that you do should embody who you are. Mm -hmm. And, and I think if I could encourage everybody, it would be to just, just step into the personal growth realm. There's so many inspiring people that are helping people to own who they are and the path of deep healing and personal growth and entrepreneurship and all those things are very tightly intertwined Mm. because how are you going to grow your brand if you're not actually owning who you are Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah we're going right back yep I love yep it's coming full circle it's all deeply super deeply intertwined in my opinion and um you know I think one of the ways that it has encouraged me personally, and I would recommend this to everybody is find the people that are out there doing podcasts, you know, like, like you're doing such a great job. Um, Uilani, uh, that some people that I'm listening to right now, I just listened to a talk with Ed Milet and Rachel Hollis. There's, there's big people doing stuff. And there's also like, you know, smaller as of now entrepreneurs doing stuff and it's all so inspiring. So here's my advice. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Don't just scroll endlessly on social media for hours on end. And I catch myself, but I, I'll go, ah, it's a tool. I love it. You have Ah, to be so thing. Yeah, done. Yes. Because I'm not, I'll go on to like respond to somebody that I legit need to talk to. And I'll end up just endlessly scrolling for an hour. It's such a mind suck. Yeah. And so be disciplined with your mind and your thoughts and what you allow in our minds are so, so powerful. So don't, don't waste the drive to pick up your kids. Listen to somebody inspiring you on a podcast, find them. There's so many out there. And I, I recommend a few inspiring books. And I think all those people in my book ha- also have a podcast, but also oh as gosh. I'm looking at Shauna, she has a huge library of books. So yeah, I do for sure. Embodies knowledge. Yeah. I love it. 
And I think that's part of the reason why that's how I stay inspired is I, I'm choosing to only allow in like-minded thoughts. Does that make sense? I'm constantly cultivating. I love this word cultivating right now. It's like, Mm. I'm getting goosebumps because it keeps coming up to me. Um, but, um, cultivating inspiration you can cultivate which we looked it up so my husband's starting a business called cultivating wild which I'm really excited about but cultivate means to make something better right isn't that so beautiful that is beautiful you can cultivate inspiration in your life you know if like stop following people that don't make you feel good stop following people that don't have a message that aligns with how you want your 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 brand or your future to look and start following the people who encourage you to step into you oh so good I hope you guys were taking notes on that that was literally gold and it was so raw and I she had no idea I was going to ask you these questions because I'm trying to just pull (laughs) out from our conversation (laughs) So cultivating. Oh, so juicy now. Oh but I, every time I hear that word, I want to think about you. Oh, I love better. it so much. How mm-hmm. can we cultivate better practices of self-care? It's a hot mm. word and it seems like it's very trendy, much like healing. But mm. it's like sometimes I try to find another word than self-care or like another word than healing because it's sometimes I feel like trendy kind of waters it down. But like, okay, here we go. With Ready? Every, yes, I got I'm it. here, 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 here. Okay. <laughs> At the core of self-care is honoring you. Okay. So here's something I learned just in healing and going through, you know, the, the whole grief process. And especially in the beginning, I learned really quickly what I could and I couldn't handle because to everybody else, like everybody just thinks after a period of time, like, oh, they're okay. They opened a store or they're doing things like they're functioning in society. So they're good. But if you knew me, then I was a zombie. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I was doing all the things I had to do, but emotionally I was just trying to figure out how to still live minus one of my babies. You know, it was the hardest thing I've ever done is those first, you know, (laughs) I want to say really since he was diagnosed with cancer. So he fought for two and a half years probably until like maybe even two years ago. So he's been gone for five and a half years now. I mean, that's a big, yeah, big chunk of time to, to feel to number one, go through trauma. Number two, to not feel like yourself. Right. So, um, I just, I think that at the core of self-care, it's honoring you. So people would say, Oh, let's go to this. And I would be like, I'm not up for it. And even now, you know, like, I I think that's another reason why I love aging. I just don't have anything to prove to anybody anymore. If I don't want to do something, I just don't. I'm like, Nope, I'm good. Peer pressure. Don't even try because I'm just good. I just don't need to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, zero FOMO. Thank you very much. I'm cultivating a great life right now for myself. Yeah. Yes, I love that. It's so good. So I think that's what it is. And sometimes I need to have a bubble bath with a glass of wine. And sometimes I need to go out to trucker's grave. And sometimes I need to be around my friends. And sometimes I need to date my husband and just connect with him because, because that's the whole other thing with, I think, any sort of trauma grief in general is that we're all so different we're wired mm-hmm. so differently so it, it, it you know you said earlier that grief can be really lonely there is an aspect of grief that is lonely you just you can't get around that because um 
because we're different people and we process life differently and we have different emotions differently. And even, you know, if, if you heard my husband and I describe like the same day, because we're such different people, you would have almost two different stories. There'd be similarities, but because everybody processes things so differently. And Mm. I remember one night, um, when I talk about this in my book, but I was laying in bed crying, like falling asleep, crying. And my husband grabbed my hand and he said, honey, you don't have to be alone. I'm right here. And I was like, oh, I love you so much. And I so appreciate that. And I don't feel safer anywhere in this whole world than holding his big hand. But I was like, but you, we can be crying. We can be laying next to each other in bed, crying about the exact same thing and still experiencing something totally different. Right. It's just a part of it. So I think that, um, yeah, honoring your feelings, regardless of what you've been through is the best way to, to take care of yourself. I just want to continue talking to you. And I'm like, I keep saying, okay, I want to honor her time. But that last part was like, we need, I just really want to go there real quick. Yeah. Um, you know, I personally hold space for a lot of women and I've been mentoring women for I don't know, seven, eight years in different capacities. And that's one of the things, especially island women who are raised, we very like, I got this, like tough, you know, or just women in general. You don't have to be from the islands. Feeling our emotions. Mm. Like unless something, you know, so transformative has happened to us. Okay, then we can show emotions. But part of self-care I feel like is feeling into what we need to feel. And you talk about that in the book of like being gentle with yourself. Yes. Can you expand on that idea a little bit more about making room to feel? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that everyone should do that because feelings are part of life. (laughs) And I think if I'm honest and if I could just give advice or encourage people, just turn off the noise of the world a little bit, just turn it, just turn it off. Like spend some time just with you. Don't reach for your phone first thing in the morning. Like for me, I spend, I literally wake up every day and I'm like, God, thank you. I get one more day. It's a gift. Right. And if you start your day like that, it changes everything. If you're like, wow, I get one more day, then, then isn't it going to change the way that I love my kids Mm. or pack their lunches or do the things that might normally seem mundane. But if you're like, this is a gift, like I could not, I might not wake up tomorrow. That's how I want to live my life. Yeah. I want to love so big that um, with that perspective, like none of us are promised tomorrow. And that's what we know is true, you know? Um, So what was your original question? Sorry. I kind of went off. No, that was beautiful though. Cause it, (laughs) It really just shares, you know, allowing us to feel and then having that gratitude. And it all, it will always come back to that. Like, how would you live if you knew that this this could be it? You know, and, and that's, I think, a, a beautiful yeah. message that you embody is truly living and loving. And that was a great reminder. And I texted my husband. I was like, mm. we're in the teenage phase. Like, it's been a little rough lately. Like, I'm not going to lie. You know, yeah. it's, it's been a stretch for me. Like, yeah. it's stretching me as a parent, as a person. It's really showing me, like, where are my old wounds with, like, physical touch and, and those kind of things, you know, where I'm like, I'm really upset, but this kid needs a hug, you know? And it's like, oh, it stretches me. But yes. you know, your words are so needed right now because it, it dropped in really strong and I was like we need to hug our kids 
way more. Like not just at bed, not just like, okay, see you later, have a good day, but like really embrace. And so thank you for sharing that part of yourself with all of us. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like there's so much that we got out of this. Um, And I just want to give some love to you. So I know you were sharing that your husband has a business coming down, Cultivating Wild. And I will link all of Shauna's where to find her book, how to connect with her on Instagram, where's her website. But share with us, where can our listeners find Even If? Yeah, so you can get it on Amazon still. I had such an incredible launch. It was just like the coolest experience. Um, But I'm now, I'm selling them off of my website, which I prefer people to go to because as much as I love helping, you know, Jeff Bezos get a little bit richer. I also love personalizing my books. I love Mm. signing them for people. And if you order them from my website, which is super easy, it's just my name, shaunadukes.com, then I I sign every single copy that I send. And um, yeah, so shaunadukes.com on Instagram. I am Mrs. Shauna Dukes. And where else can you find me? Facebook, I'm Shauna Dukes, but I'm really kind of trying to phase out of Facebook if I'm honest. Yeah, it's changing I, so fast. I'm like, I don't even know what to. I don't even know where my friends are on Facebook. It just got taken anymore. over by like politics for me. I'm like, I don't even know what's happening over here. It's okay. Oh, so good. I know. And it's last hard question: a community of. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, sis. No, no, no. You live in a community. I want to hear this. This is. This is what's hard for me is that we have a team trucker community on Facebook. That's like forty eight thousand people. Wow. There's a lot of people. So, yeah. um, and I know that a lot of I know that I could serve those people. So I can't completely let go of Facebook. Right, right. You can find me on Team Trucker, Team Trucker Dukes followers on Facebook, but it's going to be more um, probably personal if you connect with me on my website. I'm sorry to cut you off. Beautiful. No, thank you. <laughs> we want to be able to connect and learn more for those of you that don't know Shauna's incredible journey and her story. And obviously, you've gotten a taste of how brilliant this woman is and just mm-hmm. the embodiment of love. So last question, Mike says, <laughs> what are you most excited about for the rest of 2022? We have a couple months left. And what are you most like, what is lighting you up right now? Ooh, what is lighting me up? I think um, all the ideas I have in my brain, like that is my right type A creative. I'm creative. So I have a whole bunch of just different, you know, life coaching workshops coming down the pipeline. I'm also working on doing a nutritional workshop. I realized recently on my trip to the mainland that there's all this elementary knowledge like um, that, that people just don't know. They genuinely want to make healthier choices, I think, for their family and their house, but they just don't know where to start. So I'm also working on a nutritional coaching program that's just Amazing. kind of like a 101. Like, here's three things you can do in your kitchen. Here's the way you can clean up your um, house products. Um, and then on top of that, I'm helping my husband. So really quick, I'm going to give him a plug. Yes. We, I, I think I think with... Um, with any sort of entrepreneurship, the idea is that you do something you love and then you never work a day in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. So our family, the way that we live is we are they're, they're constantly hunting. Emma boys, they're incredible hunters. Like Mac went into the Gulch. We live in the country. Mac went to the Gulch by himself a couple of weeks ago. He was 14, got a deer with his bow, hiked it out, processed the whole animal from start to finish 14. 
And Amazing. he can cook. He can cook a mean steak. Yes. So, um, so we're like, well, how do we, how can we share how we live with people? So, so cultivating wild is going to be, you know, big picture is we would take people on guided hunting tours and or diving. All of my boys are incredible fishermen as well, spearfishermen. So we would take them hunting or diving also teach them how to process the animal and utilize it all even down to bone broth can be an option wow. because we use you know we use the meat for dog meat we eat the meat we make bone broth with it um and how to cook it if they want so that's kind of the big picture but also just within that an education realm of you know how, how do you eat you know, we eat really clean and really good we have a huge organic garden we process all our own meat pretty much and seafood we it's really rare if you saw me buying something at the store because we just have an abundance that um, that we cultivate <laughs> yeah so and really definitely just... that is so needed you know yeah. especially food sovereignty and like after everything that's happening in the world that is so timely that's super exciting sis sustainable stewardship for the sea land and soul that's kind of our tag so it's gonna be I fun I love it Thank Yay, you. you got the exclusive. I'm excited. Oh, this is so you awesome. did. <laughs> Thank you. It's really cool. exciting. So lots of things lighting me up. <laughs> now I just need 10 more hours in every day and then we'll be good. You know, I'm working on that. <laughs> so incredible. Well, I just love you and your family. And I'm so grateful that we got to share this space. Again, check out shaunadukes.com. Order your copy of Even If. Give it to a friend. It'll bless so many lives. And I appreciate you, my sis. We'll see you on the next Thank episode. Thank you, friend. Love you. Love you.